Hey everybody, so this is Coco coming back to you on Coco Lynn Live. I want to get a little bit heavy today. I'm just going to be a little bit transparent. So I am going through a divorce. Anybody that has ever been in that beginning stage of it knows how difficult it can be. And how confusing and conflicted you can be going through that process. Now, I didn't say that everybody could understand because we do have religion that conflicts people probably the most more than what somebody else is going to say or the shame of, you know, having a failed marriage for whatever reasons. And it's still a really vulnerable space where you don't know how much you're comfortable with revealing of what went, what what went wrong. You don't want to play the blame game, the blame game. You may not want to point fingers. You may just be in a place of I want peace. And whatever that price is that I have to pay for peace. And if you're a spiritual person, if God has given me the word that it is time to move, don't let religious people deter you from what God told you to do. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about religion. There are two different types. I think we've all um, kind of categorized. There's very religious people, you know, that you can't wear lipstick, you can't wear a skirt that's a certain, you know, length. It has to be three quarters below the, the knee, you know, mid-calf. Um, you can't wear your hair a certain kind of way. You can't wear makeup. It's it's an endless list of can'ts. And honestly, I was raised in that environment where ladies couldn't sit on the front row, you know, while the preacher was preaching without having a cloth to cover their legs. Not only that, you couldn't cross at the knee you had to cross at the ankle and slant which is a really what's the word modest way of crossing your legs it's reminiscent to how you would tell your little girl how she would cross at the ankle and slant her knees so that you can't see under her skirt um not a sexually enticing way uh, of women crossing at the knee and the reason for that was because you were not supposed to be a distraction to the man of God because he is flesh and blood he's not God himself he's flesh and blood so some of these traditions I do think have some validation to it not all so back to me and my journey I've been married for eight years and it had been more than the average challenging, more than the average marriage woes of challenging. Um, We had obstacles, and I'll just say this very simply, that most couples won't experience in... (laughs) 30 years, I'll I'll say that, 
many won't experience that level of trials and tribulations um, that are inside of control, meaning not things that conflict and affect your marriage that are outside of your control, health problems, um, things of that nature. But we experience a lot of things that could have been controlled. They could have been acknowledged. They could have been dealt with, but they weren't. So we have gotten to this crossroad of things becoming so toxic that it's just time to to love each other enough to let go and to decide to be the best parents that you can be with both parents being actively involved in the child's life without the cliche uh, ex-wife, child's mother drama of, you know, extortion. Because, I mean, honestly, a lot of us out here, you know, (laughs) are extorting people to do what they want them to do when they want them to do it uh, and how much they want them to do of it, okay? So not that. We're talking about grown people. Uh, We've walked this road as long as we can in the manner that we have, and now it's time to move on, okay? And there is a great deal of peace in that. I had an experience the other day that kind of disturbed my spirit. And I want to be vague because, you know, I don't speak out about a lot of things often. So I feel like a lot of people will listen to what I have to say and that this podcast could potentially um, become a lot bigger than what I imagine it to be. So just to protect everybody involved, because this is not judgment or... um, I'm not shaming anyone on here. That's not what I designed this podcast to be. But what I do want to do is unveil some things about ourselves. You know, I always like to include myself because we a lot of times are guilty of the same things, you know, um, that hurt us. We're a lot of times guilty of doing it to others in some aspect. And it's magnified when it's done to us. So I just want to unveil some things for us to quit sweeping under the bed and sweeping under the rug and to unveil it so that we can look at it and become better as a community, as a community. Uh, So I encountered an elder, um, an elder of mine and I have a great deal I have great deal respect for all of my elders understanding at the same time that they come from a different time they had different principles you know and may have honestly come up in the time where you cross at the legs and you protect the the pastor from himself rather than the pastor having the discipline to discipline himself. And again, with that, some of these traditions are necessary because we all have been on the opposite side of this fence of the holy, 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 you can't breathe a certain way with, you know, without it being a sin. We've been on that side, right? We've seen that. 
And then the opposite side of it is just complete disrespect for the house of the Lord altogether. That's a whole different thing, too. Um, I, sometimes we do take the, well, you know, Lord said, come as you are. But um, do you go to work as you are? You know, like, do you go to work fresh out of club smelling like weed? And I'm not judging because, you know, <laughs> I definitely have my testimonies. And some of them, the more comfortable I feel, maybe the more I will share. So I'm not judging. But what I'm saying is, do you go to work smelling like weed? Some of, you know, some of us do. Some of us do. I've experienced it where I'm on my professional, you know, uh, nine to five. And, you know, somebody walk past you and just a whole like brand new weed. Like you went on your lunch break and fired up. To me, that's just straight up unprofessional. Honestly, <laughs> I don't care. It is a natural herb and all of these things. So anyway, I've seen that. Uh, we all probably have experienced that in church where somebody come in the house of the Lord and you and your worship and, you know, all of a sudden you about to get a contact high because somebody is fresh out the weed. I've been in the church where somebody's had a hangover and just start vomiting in the aisle. It was straight a hangover because we all know, because, you know, people are so funny. Like, well, how you know? How you know? Some people just want to be devil's advocate. But how you would know that somebody has been drinking is how you can smell it on them. Most of the stuff you've been doing, people can smell on you. <laughs> you know, the sinful things you can, or whatever, quote unquote sinful, uh, you can smell on you. Now, like I said, I'm not judging. It's nothing wrong with having a drink or, you know, whatever. If you got your, you like to smoke your trees, hey, I'm not judging. But what I'm saying is it's a time and a place for everything. There's also a time and a place for your opinion. That brings me back to my elder. Um, I was completely off guard cooking for the family. And just out of nowhere, I was questioned about my divorce. I'm already in, as you could imagine, a very vulnerable state. Been working really hard to focus on everything that I need to for my children, mainly, and to make sure that they're okay. And for my career, to make sure that I sustain that in this 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 season of trial. And she asked, well, you think about going back to your husband? Y'all going to work it out? Um, my, I didn't really have a problem with the question because I, for the most part, am very transparent. Um, I, I had a problem with the not first having concern for why the situation. I'm sorry, my son just bust through the door. But this is real life. Um, in a second. It's like this. In a second, I'm making something for my video. Okay. Uh, anyway, real life. So, <laughs> I'm not going to edit a lot of stuff. I mean, hey. I'm not one of those people to try to act like I'm something that I'm not. And what I am is a mother, first and foremost. Um, so, I, again, I didn't have a problem with her asking the question of, you know, well, you going back to him? It was really more so that aspect of are you going back to him? And 
I had more of a uncomfortableness with the fact that she didn't initially think to ask me if I was okay or how I was doing with everything, how the kids were handling, um, was there anything that she could do or, you know, what happened? Honestly, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to understand if that's your place in somebody's life to ask that question. But if you're going to ask, well, you going to go back without knowing why you left, you know, you might need to look at yourself. You might need to unveil that and see what's under your rug. Religious or not, because you can know scriptures, you can be in the pulpit, you can be on the ministry board and still be very desensitized from reality be unconnected from people's pain and I'm gonna go a little bit further since we in the church um, because I grew up in the church and love the church but let me explain I go to church for community worship I think that there's something so powerful about people gathering together and truly worshiping God if you're a spiritual person if not I don't know but you know (laughs) triumph that's all I could say there but that's the reason that I go. I don't make my pastor God. I don't make my first lady God. It is my family. It is my spiritual family. And that's what I look for in a good church. Um, and that's the thing that I love about my church. Now, I have admired people that had more visual presence visual presence in the church you know people in the choir you know the sharp dresser the one that's gonna slay every Sunday or the one that has the most amazing voice those things because there is a large part of church that is entertainment people argue about that but imagine going to church and nobody's singing nobody's shouting nobody's worshiping you know sometimes we get our deliverance from seeing somebody else get theirs you know what I'm saying? And the the spirit is contagious for those that are willing to receive it. Now, if you got barriers and, you know, all kind of uh, gates and blockages up and you got preconceived notions about what church is and all they want is your money, that'll be there forever. Then you probably are going to have a very hard time having an encounter, a personal encounter. Then you just play in church. So I have sat next to, I had an opportunity, switch lanes a bit. To sit next to someone who was um, in the choir that I admired. And when I tell you, when I scooted past her to sit myself and my children down. And I'd been going to the church for a very long time. So, you know, she knows me. She didn't speak to me at all. Not an amen look to your neighbor. Not a hey, how you doing? Not even so much as a smile. And, you know... It's interesting, like God is dealing with me in a different way where I can see that you need to have a relationship with him first. Because if you go to church, you know, so that you can feel better about your situation or feel better about your circumstances, that's totally the wrong reason. There are rude people there because everybody is working on themselves hopefully they they're actively working on themselves and then some people just play in church it's the place that they can go to wear their nice shoes and hats and you know all of that and you know jock for 
the man of God's attention, the woman of God's attention, or the to be in the it crowd, which is typically what the choir, or maybe the ushery board. It depends on your church or whatever the ministers, you know. And then it can become clickish, okay. And so then us as believers, then we start looking around like, oh, people need to get saved, get saved, get saved, but. That doesn't look like nothing nobody wants to be a part of. Like, I could be a part of a clique at my house or in my neighborhood or in my school, at my job. I, you know, people are categorized as the special and the non-special, the gifted, the non-gifted, you know, the favored. But everybody is favored. So, back to my elder. You know, when you talk about church, it's so many different parts of it. So at the the bulk of all of that, work on your personal relationship with the Lord. Please do that. Please try. If you haven't had an experience with him directly, you know, ask for one. Just if you say a two-second prayer, Lord, show me. Show me you. And say that every day. And I guarantee you, he will show up where you will know and get confirmation that he is real. And that he's there with you right now, just as he is with me. I am not a person that likes to share my business. And I have so many videos that I've made in private to myself that I have never shared with the world because the world is so judgmental and we judge ourselves enough. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, So then she continued to, I shared a little bit with her because she's an elder and she's a mother and, you know, I felt comfortable. I've known her for years and I shared a little bit with her and told her that there was some serious issues that I were outside of my control that could potentially put my family, have put my family in danger and in jeopardy and that, you know, will continue to do so. If drastic changes are not made. I also believe that um, people have to hit rock bottom. Whatever type of uh, behavioral disorders, addictions, whatever it may be. Sometimes we, being in love with people, get in the way of them be- being delivered. Sometimes we try to be God for them. You know? And God doesn't require us to be him. He says he is the I am, (laughs) the beginning and the end. So that means that everything in between, I trust God. It's interesting to me now, though, because I'm a spiritual person. That means that when I say that, I love pretty much everybody. Somebody told me this before. They said, oh, recall, you love everybody. And this was a a music executive (laughs) And I worked underneath him and, you know, we became very good friends. And I did. I used to tell people that I loved him very easily and it was sincere. I didn't say I'm in love with everybody, but I do love people because I do. I believe that's the bulk of why I've been really successful in my businesses and my career paths, because I genuinely love people. I'm sensitive to the needs and feelings of people. So she furthermore said, well, after I shared with her the heart and the drama and the unsafe, I don't know if that's a word, the danger 
of some of the situations that we had experienced. And no, I am not a domestic violence victim. I'm from Detroit, y'all know. It would just be a two-way domestic violence situation, if ever. Okay? But there were situations that were so toxic that it was toxic for anybody under the, the house, in the house. I could not stop it. And I very clearly, after years and years of prayer, heard God tell me it was time to make a move. And honestly, it was more like, get out of the way or this will get worse. And once you hear, if you are a spiritual person, like I said, if not, this probably just sound like a foreign language to you. But if you are a spiritual person and you understand what I'm saying, if you are spiritual and you have had a word from God, you have had a word and no, it's not like, uh, for me, it wasn't like, uh, Moses in the Bible or Jacob in the Bible, hearing somebody out loud in common day here, you know, say your name. It's something heavy in your spirit. It's something heavy on your heart that you almost keep saying to yourself is that is that voice. It's your intuition. It's your instinct. It's inside of you. That's when you're spiritual. It's in you. It's not at the church. The people make the church. Okay? That's why you need to be very careful which one you choose. Okay? (laughs) And assess why you're choosing, why you're drawn to, you know, that particular one. But even after I shared that with her, the danger, uh... She continued to say, well, it's still good if you can um, work it out with your husband, you know, because that's what God wants. Okay, I'm going to sum this up because we could talk about this. This this may even be a couple of different episodes. And my attention span is not that long. Like some of y'all, I like to hear that everything in 10 minutes of flat. Um, But... After all of that, and she said, well, God, you know, that's what God wants. But let's talk about what God wants. God said that what he has put together, let no man take apart. And that's not word for word, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, but some of these relationships and marriages and situations and jobs and opportunities that we are infusing ourselves into, we have controlled that situation. God is not in that. So some of these marriages that have become broken is because it was man-made. Anything artificial or man-made can be broken. Name one thing. Name one thing. Anything that we create can be broken. Now, you created it and now you want to put God behind it. Or someone that completely does not know your situation. Completely does not know what you're going through tells you what God said about your particular situation. Really? Would you say that to a domestic violence survivor? That if she can work it out or he, I don't know, you know, maybe some of you, some guys out there know Lionel Richie back in the day, they said his wife was beating him. Sorry, Lionel. If, now, who knows? Maybe one day you'll be out here listening too. But... That's what I had heard <laughs> as a little girl in the 70s said his wife at the time used to do him real dirty. Um, but if there was a domestic violence survivor, would these same religious people say, well, you know, it's, it's best if y'all can just go ahead and work that out? Because that's what God wants. 
You're telling me the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords would want me to be in bondage? He would want me to continue to put myself in a situation that could take my life and take the purpose that he has called for me. And then furthermore, the way I countered it in the most respectful way is that is that um, I just simply responded, well, God... You know, whatever, what I said is, I have been telling people to pray for God's will to manifest, whatever that is. Because it's more so that people that are attached to your marriage and your um, situations, your choices, they have feelings too about how they would like for it to work out personally for them. Selfish reasons for them alone has nothing to do with they wanting they want what's best for you. So you have to identify those two things. And she countered it with, well, if he says, she was like, well, that's right. And if he says, go back to him, will you go back? That's at that point, you getting ahead of God. At that point, you are religious. At that point, you are being disobedient to God. We don't know what God is going to say about anything. You understand what I'm saying? So for you to want to say, well, if God, no, no, there is no if God. He says, I am the beginning and the end. You don't need to worry about nothing else. You need to be obedient and pray for God's will to manifest in people's lives. Stop being selfish, praying over people for what you want. How selfish is that? That's if you're spiritual. And if not, pray for people to have peace. Uh, Meditate on peace and harmony. This is a challenging time. And I'm only sharing because I know that there are so many people in this situation where you just everywhere you turn around, somebody has an opinion about your life. People that have not so much as called you, texted you, sent you a social media message or anything. And now everybody has a scripture and an opinion. It also talks about in the Bible, divorce. There are situations in the Bible that you have the right to divorce. Jesus talked about that. So I don't know, but to me, I think a lot of times we need to check ourselves as religious people, people of God, children of God, and what that really means. Does that mean that you don't speak to, you know, your um, congregation, your church members? You only speak to the ones that got the nice clothes like you. You only speak to the ones that get their hair done every Saturday like you. (laughs) Is that what that means? You got to click for who's on the, you know, crew of this crew. I'm on, I'm with this one. Come on now. Y'all not helping nobody. You're not helping anybody by being judgmental and keeping people into your own personal and selfish bondage. I've been guilty of it. I have been guilty of it. So it might hurt a little bit, but you know, 
I promised y'all I was going to keep it 100 and that's what I'm going to do. So there it is. Okay. So the moral of the story is judge not lest thee be judged. Okay. (laughs) Amen. Let the church say, amen. All right, y'all. When I got something else, I'll be back. Holla.